Welcome back. We're now going to be in the next section, section four in our uh, fourth test. And let's go to problem one on 594. Problem one. x minus y is equal to 8. y is equal to 3z. And z is equal to 2. What is x? z is equal to 2, y is equal to 3z, so y is equal to 6. So y is equal to 6, so x minus 6 is equal to 8, or x is equal to 14e. Right, I just said z is equal to 2. I don't know if I, I sometimes forget what I just said. Maybe I'm aging. Problem number 2. Todd is older than Marta, but younger than Susan. So let's say, so let's say t is their, you know, their, their first letter is their age. So let's say Todd is older than Marta. So his age is greater than Marta, and it is all. But he's also younger than Susan, so his age is less than Susan's age. Oh, I think I did this problem inadvertently. If T, M, and S represent the ages and years of Todd, Marta, and Susan respectively, which of the following is true? And exactly what I drew is choice A. And this comes straight from their statements. I literally was just writing this because I thought they were going to ask something harder. But they're saying Todd is older than Marta, so T is greater than M. And Todd is younger than Susan, so T is less than S. So that's just choice A. Problem number three. If the areas are, are, of two regions are equal, and the sum of the areas of the regions is 5, what is the average of the areas of the two regions? So. Area 1 equals area 2. We know that, right? And we also know that the sum of the areas is 5. So area 1 is e plus area 2 is equal to 5. But then, of course, we know that area 2 is the same thing as area 1. So we also know that area 1 times 2 is equal to 5, or that each of the areas is 2.5. And area 2 would also be 2.5. And we, we know that because they're equal to each other. And when you add them up, it's 5. So they're each going to be half of that. So they're each 2 and a half. And they want to know what is the average of the areas of the two regions. Well, they're the same number, right? So if you average 2 of the same number, the average is going to be that number. I mean, you could add them and divide by 2, but you're going to get 2.5. And if you look at the choices, where's 2.5? Well, 2.5 is the same thing as 2 and a half which is the same thing as 5 halves. So it's choice B. Next problem. I will switch colors. Problem number 4. Let s be the set of all integers that can be written as n squared plus 1, where n is a non-zero integer. n is greater than 0, and it is an integer. It is a non-zero integer. Which of the following integers is an s? So n squared plus 1. So just let's get a feel for what it is. So n is greater than 0. So if we have, so what is, when n is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6. So when n is 1, n squared plus 1 is 2. So 2 squared plus 1 is 5. 3 squared plus 1 is 10. 4 squared plus 1 is 17. It's always going to be one more than a perfect square, right? 25 plus 1 is 26, 37, right? So the choice is it has to be one more than a perfect square. So which of the following integers is in S? So choice A is 16. 16 is a perfect square, but it's not one more than a perfect square, right? Similarly, uh, choice B, 28. 28 if minus 1 is 27. That's not a perfect square. 
35 minus 1 isn't a perfect square. 39 minus 1 isn't a perfect square. And if you look at choice E, 50. 50 minus 1 is 49, which is, of course, 7 squared. And actually, we would have gotten there if we had just done one more. right? 7 squared plus 1 is 49 plus 1 is equal to 50. The, the, the important thing to realize is, is that the, the integers in S are integers that are one more than a perfect square. So you just have to look at the choice and say, which of these is one more than a perfect square? Let's do problem number five. So I have a circle here. That's my circle. And it has a triangle inside the circle. It looks something. I try to draw these as close to what they drew in the book as possible. There's a point like that. There's like a point like that. And then there's a triangle. It's like that. And they write this is, you know, the center, of course, is O. They're saying that this right here is X. They say that this right here is Y. And then the question reads, in the figure above, point O is the center of the circle. If X is equal to 40 degrees, so X is equal to 40 degrees, what is the value of Y? And you'd be like, how do I figure this out? I know what you know, a angles of a triangle add up to uh, 180 and all that, but they've only given me one angle, and I don't know this angle. Or so you think you don't know this angle. And whenever you see this, uh, one of the things that should, should immediately enter your mind when you see this in the SAT is the sides of this triangle are the radius of this circle, right? It's a radius of the circle, right? Because every time it gets to the end point, and they actually draw it like that. So if this is the radius, we know that this side is going to be equal to this side, because both of these sides are the lengths of the radius of this circle. And they do this a lot on the SAT. They, they, you know, if something is a radius of a circle, it never changes anywhere you draw it. right? It's, the radius is constant as you go around a circle. So if this side is equal to this side, well, what do we know what happens? This is isosceles triangle, and the base angles are equivalent. So if this is y, we also know that this is y. Because they're the base angles of, you know, they're, they're corresponding angles to these two sides, right? They're the base angles for this triangle. Now we can solve it. We could say x, which is 40 degrees, plus y, plus y, right? Plus y, plus y is equal to 180. Or we could say 40 plus 2y is equal to 180. 2y is equal to 140. y is equal to 70 degrees. And that is choice D. Next problem. Problem number six. A simple square is any integer greater than one that has only three positive integer factors. Itself, its square root, and one. Which of the following is a simple square? So it can only have three factors. It can't have anything else. Only so for example, a simple square. Like if we wrote all of the perfect squares, it was 1, 4, 9, um, 9 uh, 16, 25, 25, 36. If we write the factors, this factor only has 1. This factor is 1, 2, and 1. This is 1, 3, and 1. I'm just writing out all the factors. Uh, sorry, 1, 3, and 9. 1, 2, and 4. Here would be 1, 2, 4, 8, 16. I'm just doing this as an example. You shouldn't do this on the SAT. But I want to explain what they're saying. All of these numbers are perfect squares, right? But notice, 16 has itself 1, or itself 1, and its perfect square, and it has some extra factors. While these numbers only have its square root and themselves and 1 as factors. 
So these are simple squares, right? So if we look at the choices, choice A, A, 121. See, 121, I know 1 is a factor. I know that's 11 squared. And I know it's 121. And I think other than that, there's, there's not any other factors. It's not divisible by 3. See, B is 100. Well, 100's got a ton of factors. I mean, it's got 1, 10, and 100. But it also has 2 and 25. It also has, you know, um, two, uh, sorry, 2 and 50. It has 4 and 25. It has a ton of factors other than its square root. So it's not choice B. Choice C, 81, same thing. It could be 1, 1 times 81. It could be 9 times 9. Or it could be 27 times 3, and so forth and so on. So it's not choice C. I think A is our prime contender. Choice D, 64. Once again, tons of factors outside of its square root. You know, it has 1, 64, and 8, but it also has 2 times 32. It has you know, 4 times 16. You could go on. 64 is a ton of factors. And then finally, choice E, 33. E doesn't work, because that's not even a perfect square. What squared equals 33? I don't know. So that doesn't even work. So it's definitely choice A. Next problem. Actually, I only have 40 seconds left, so I'll do it in the next video. See you soon.